Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shur and Raphael. My name is Yitzhak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Pesachim, Raphael Tet, on the bet near the bottom of the Amud. About to look at Mishnah Zayin, uh, the second parak. In Shur and Raphael, Musan the Tonegolim. This is on Pesach. You're not allowed to soak bran for the chickens. Rachotim, but you can boil it. She shouldn't soak bran to take to the bathhouse, you know, to put on as a treatment. But she can rub it onto her skin while dry. Same thing, a person should not chew up wheat and then put it on his wound because afterwards they become chametz because of the, the wheat and the liquid and the... And, uh, the mixture. The following cannot become chametz. Something that's already baked, or something already cooked. Something boiled in boiling water. What do you mean cooked? It's chametz while you cook it. What it means is if you already baked something and then you cook it, it's not going to become chametz. If you have some wheat and then there's a um, the flour and there's a, a drip of water coming into it, a constant drip, no problem. The reason is because as each drip comes down, it agitates things and doesn't allow it to settle and to come to chimutz. And the chimutz needs some, some quiet time, if you will. As long as there's one drop after the other pretty consistently. I'm going to read the Shula. Vatika Shari. Uh, we have Atanya Vatika Asir. We have a Baraita that says that this Vatika is, uh, is Asur, and he says Vatika Shari. And Vatika is this uh, certain kind of flower dish. Depends if you use oil and salt, and oil, of course, is made perot, and machmitzin, if you use water and salt, then it is chametz. You shouldn't rub flour to kind of um, coat the pot. Because maybe it won't cook well, and then, because it's not cooked, it will come to chametz. You shouldn't boil two wheats together. One will come and go into the other's um, and the other's uh, spot, <coughs> um, like uh, <coughs> the other's the crack of the other. And the salt will be cooled. And the water won't then get to it from all four sides. In other words, if it's not properly cooked, it may end up getting chametz. You shouldn't singe two um, uh, corners together. Because the water may come out of one and go into the other rather than the and again cause chametz. So even one, the come out of one side and to the other side. The water that's inside a grain is not water, it's meperot. So there's really no concern even with multiples. How do I buy me here? I buy it did back off also. The whole angam of the line is a As long as it's on its own thing, it's not machamis. So I buy a hechatz of shina schifa shari zkifa asir. If you have a, a um, uh, jug of this uh, of this kind of with this kind of uh, um, flour on it, if it's 
pointed down, down where so that whatever comes uh, because of the heat is going to go outside and it's going to tire. If it's standing up and it's a sore because it'll settle down and then they chametz. So as long as it's moving, it's not chametz. And therefore, even when you have several weeks together, they're not going to be uh, in the thing. They're not going to be chametz because there's always movement going on. If you can't soak barley and pasach, if you did soak them, then if they broke open, then they're sore. But if they didn't break open, then they're not sore. You can just soak them in vinegar, and vinegar cuts off any opening that they could have for something to come in and makes chimots impossible. Uh, when, when the Tanakhama said that if they broke open Rasur, it doesn't have to mean that they broke open even as long as they're um, uh, brittle enough, if you will, or cooked up enough, so that if you were to put them on top of a barrel, they would break open on their own, that's called Nipakum. Shmuel among Nipakum Amash is no, really means broken open. If they haven't broken open, then Mutar. That way in a particular place, and said as long as they didn't break open the mutar with some barley that was soaked on Pesach. A person who is very, uh, very uh, careful about his religiosity should not soak uh, grain. What do you mean a special guy? Nobody's allowed to. So what he meant was that this person is very careful will not even soak wheat, <coughs> which is cracked. So somebody listens to to, uh, to Rabba is going to uh, is going to eat merely bread. All of these places they would soak it. Rabba said you're not allowed to. But the Baita said you can't soak barley, but you can soak wheat. So very by common, very by chitin. What it meant was certainly you can't uh, soak wheat. Can it be eaten siraya because it has little cracks in it? I would remind this place for water to get in. Well, sa'ari d'shini barley that's smooth ain't a shaper dog. You might think it's okay. So kamash barley even that you can't soak. But hagar meyav. Then we have turned around and said in time you're certainly allowed to soak wheat. Tommy, it's in the pantnik yav hadrog. Like it says, you can use fine grain. Um, and this very nice kind of bread is matzah, which I can't rub the teeth and you can't get that without soaking it first. So obviously we're allowed to soak wheat. Eighty of popular the kachinas that touch on the the flour, the fine flour, non-Jews. Shal kfarim tevarim, which is from the villages tavar. Shal kachin from the big cities tevarim. So the kfarim may tell me why is the villages okay? Why is the lati? Isn't because they don't soak it. And, and therefore, you see that it's not mukshal atumah, and that's the weed when it's okay. The kakara, they sell it, and they're still calling it fine flour. So you see, you can have fine flour that's not soaked. So Tagumah Kimcha, he said it was talking about rough flour. So he walked out, they said, why didn't you tell them the following? We had earlier, uh, the writer that said, you're not allowed to Soak the wheat of Menachot. When we said you can wash, but not, you do Misha, but not Mokotita. Kakan who sow it, and of course Menachot are called fine flour. So you see that fine flour can be made without Mokotita, without soaking. And on the other hand, Mitzvah will talk. Then Rabbi said, 
You know what? It's not only acceptable to soak, you should soak. You have to watch the matzot. What are you watching if you don't have to soak with them? So the Torah obviously assumes you're going to be soaking them. If it's watching it while we're reading, what's up called Shiva? So that's not something you need to worry about. You can't use that for matzah anyways. By telling you, Shiva, I'm going to be Shiva. I'm going to be Shiva in my field. So what about watching it during the baking? You have to do Shiva from the beginning. In the beginning, you're soaking. So obviously, you got to soak. Maybe it's different because at the time that you were supposed to be doing Shimon, you didn't do it. Maybe the Shimon of meaning is good enough. And it was maybe the reason that the, 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 the bread of Nachrim is usable is because what you can't use it for Matzah is because you didn't in fact do Shimon of Lisha. But maybe that's enough. but you know, his mother would put the, uh, the, the wheat at the very beginning of the harvest into a, a special basket and say, this is the Shem Matzah. So there was a, a, um, uh, like a little boat uh, that, they were, uh, that they had filled with wheat, and, uh, and it uh, drowned and it, it sunk in a river. Shari Rabbi is really an offering. Rabbi said you could sell it to non-Jews. If you have a garment that has shotness in it, and you don't know where it is, you can't sell it to Gray, you shouldn't make it as a saddle blanket for your chamor. That you could do. Why can't you sell it to an offering? Because he'll sell it to Yisrael and say, well, I know it's a good bag because I bought it from a Jew, and it's really shotness. In other words, the original rule that he said was, sell this, uh, all this wheat to a boy. But the boy is going to turn around and sell it to a Jew, saying it must not be chametz, because the Jews sold it to me. The non-Jew could even be innocent in this. And it's a problem. So therefore, he turned around and said, you're right. You should sell it to Jews and sell it a little bit at a time, so that, a little bit to each person, so therefore it will be done and finished before Pesach. First put a flower, then put the vinegar. So who's that? in Shabbat. If you have a hot water pot, you take off with boil or boil off the stove, boiling, when you take it to Chayim Tavim, you can't put spices into them even off the fire. You can put it into a bowl and put the water in. You can put it into anything except something that has vinegar in it, which means the vinegar will, will uh, kill that process. Now, not like Rabbi Yossi, when we follow Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, sometime we had earlier Rabbi Yossi saying that if you put chomets into grains, it'll kill the possibility of uprising. If you know Rabbi Yossi, that's only if it's sitting there in front of us. 
And they tell Robert, no, but if you mix it with the chomets might not be that strong. So therefore we have to say it to be with we have the saying that we tell Elijah to walk around the vineyard and not to go into the vineyard. In the same way, we uh, said the either Kemach first or Chobetz first is Asur because it's just too close to the Isur. According to the first version, our poppy, a student of Rava, allowed the cooks in the Rishkalutu's house to rub um, this kind of flower onto the pots. Does anybody, Rabbi chastise the student, the says, is anybody going to allow such a thing in a place where there are slaves around or are careful? The other version is that Rabbi himself did it, not for the Rish Kaluto, he did it himself because of course he would be careful to make sure the Rakam Lidei Chimutz. Okay, we'll pick up with the next Mishnah, and it'll be our final podcast in this, the second paragraph, and in the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.